This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 496. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening once again. Great to have your company. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show, how you can buy a used car online in minutes and have it delivered to your door in seven days. On World Backup Day, what better time to stress the importance of backing up your data. And Sunto has released its latest sport watch. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Apple's new Mac Studio and Studio Display. We'll also get organised with the new Amazon Echo Show 15. And Samsung has unveiled the Smart Monitor M8. And we'll answer your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Alrighty, let's kick things off with a well, a sighting. I'm gonna anyone who's living in Sydney on the weekend, and I'm I'm recording this on April the fourth. So anyone who was in Sydney on Sunday, April three, near the coastline, would have spotted an unusual sight. That sight was, I think, a number of helicopters. It was more than one. Helicopters with a that were carrying from dangling from a long and strong cable was a car underneath. So they were they were travelling up and down the Sydney coastline. I think they were off Bondi and uh, down down past Maroubra and then up towards Watson's Bay. And anyone who did spot that, that was that whole thing was a stunt to promote a new service by Cars Twenty Four, which is a new uh, an online car yard that where you can. You can actually order a car and arrange finance within minutes. Which all, I think they were saying four minutes. You could get on the site, pick your car, organise finance, and have it delivered to you in seven days. That's pretty good. And, and normally, you think of anyone who's looking for a car, especially a new car nowadays, it's... It's really you're waiting. I think it's a twelve month wait on a, on a brand new car. If you, uh, I think that's that's part of the chip shortage issue. But uh, any 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 car company will tell you that yeah, there's a very very long wait. Uh, I know that I've ordered uh, my the next Model S from Tesla, and I think it's going to be from the time I ordered it, which is August last year, to delivery. It's going to be I think eighteen to twenty months. And the reason for that is not because of the chip shortage, it's because Tesla hasn't started the manufacturing right-hand drive of the new Model S and the Model S Plaid. So uh, it's not 
It's not because they're shorter chips. But in this instance, if you're after a used car, the used car market is uh, is pretty pretty popular nowadays as uh, as we come out of COVID. Now you can head over to the car and, as I said, purchase the car, finance it, and have it delivered to your door in less than a week. Now, imagine the current situation. Anyone listening who's bought a second-hand car, you might be listening to this in the second-hand car you bought or the second-hand car, the car you've got for sale, perhaps. Now, anyone who's done this knows the deal. You've got to scour all the different online markets. You've got to do your research. And then if you find something you like, you got to drive, on average, they're saying, an hour and a half to visit the private seller. Then you got to inspect the car, and then from there you have to negotiate a price. And that, that takes a fair bit of time and effort. So what, what, what Cars24 does, they own every single car on their website. So they buy the cars. It's their inventory. And, that, and since their launch in September... 2021, which was, what, about seven months ago, their inventory has increased by 150%. So there's more than 1,500 vehicles across more than 300 mainstream models now on the site. Now, on average, each car on the site, so the the car, on average, a, a typical car on Cars 24 is five years old with about 70K, 70,000 Ks on the clock. Prices range from as little as seven thousand, all the way up to the most expensive car, which is ninety-three thousand dollars. And on average, the price is around thirty thousand dollars. Now, not only do you get you seven-day free metro delivery, so that's that's you have to be living in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne uh, metropolitan areas only, but it is one hundred percent online. You also get a seven-day test drive. So you've got a 100% money-back guarantee. If you order this car, it's delivered to your door, you've got seven days to change your mind and get a 100% refund on that car. So that's, that adds a bit of peace of mind as well because you haven't test-driven it before you bought it. So you are technically buying a car sight unseen, but that's that's in-person sight unseen because Cars24, for every car they sell... There is a comprehensive range of photos, 360-degree views, inside, outside. You click on all the different sections, imperfections. It'll show you, oh, maybe maybe the rims are scratched or there's a little mark here. So you can see in as much detail as you're seeing the car for yourself on the site. So technically, yes, sight unseen in person, in the flesh, but you, you just still have that seven-day test drive. So if you do change your mind, if it just doesn't feel right, you don't like it, then it's 100% money-back guarantee. It's, uh, so, again, uh, added peace of mind. Now, um, I, I did mention the fact that there is uh, it's all done online. Each vehicle also, I should add, has a 300-point inspection. So they go, they go through this rigorous inspection to, so that you know the car's in, in, in working order. It's in great condition. They've gone through all the, these checks. You also get a six-month warranty. So this is a six-month service warranty, double that of, uh, of used cars from a dealership. They only offer a three-month warranty on this. And, and they say competitive pricing. Uh, cars24 says that 90% of cars on their site are priced below the average industry asking price, uh, according to the Kelly Blue Book typical dealer asking price. So um, you are getting a deal as well. And uh, so 
all of, with all of that in mind, the whole they have they've done a great job of streamlining. So so if, as soon as you get on the site, you'll see, and I'll put a little snapshot of the the front page of the the home page of the site. As soon as you get on there, you can search for the car. You can either search by model, by price range. So it gives you that choice. And once you settle on a car, it's got all the details about the vehicle, the current odometer, all of the details, and all those comprehensive images as well. And then once you hit, then below that, there is a finance section. So it says whether you want to buy the car outright or organise finance. So you can do that, be approved, and have the car delivered to you within seven days. That's why you saw those cars zipping around the coastline with uh, under the under the helicopters being zoomed around. I, I think uh, I don't know whether that's how they deliver the car. I don't think so. It'd be a bit costly, wouldn't it, to deliver every car? Like that. I think they put it on the back of a truck on a flatbed to to get it to your door. That's I don't think drone delivery is part of the service. Helicopter delivery is part of the service, but they have uh, they they got our attention. And if you if you look, were close enough to see the cars dangling off the bottom of the helicopter, they had a big sold sign across the windscreen. There are pictures I've put up on Tech Guide, so you can see those cars hovering, uh, being being um, carried by the helicopters up and down the Sydney coastline. Got our attention, and I'm pretty sure to get yours too, especially if you're in the market for a second-hand car. If you want to read more about the car's 24/7 day delivery service, check it out: TechGuide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, last Friday, March 31, was a, oh, it wasn't April Fool's Day. It was the day before April Fool's Day. Uh, I think March 31 was actually on the Thursday, so my, I've got my days mixed up. So <laughs> April Fool's Day was the day after March 31, which was World Backup Day. Now, backing up is something that we're told to do time after time. Over the years, it was mainly to back up your computer, just so that you have a copy of your data just in case something happened to your computer. So let's let's say in the event of having a desktop computer, without a backup, if, you got, if all your stuff is just in one place, if there is a, a failure of your hard drive or some kind of motherboard error, uh, you, you risk not having access or being able to get back the data that was on, on the computer. So having a separate backup, so a, a, not a local backup, or local as in same household but, or office, or but just off the computer, just to separate the two, that means that you have, if, if in the event of someone, your house burning down or whatever happens, you've got some, some issue, say it's a laptop, it gets stolen or you drop it and it breaks and it doesn't work anymore, you have this backup of all your data. It could even be a ransomware attack. Uh, that's a very common, according to our sponsors, Norton. Uh, Norton, the they ransomware attacks are on the increase, and, and how a ransom attack a ransom attack works, ransomware attack, is that they lock up your computer and deny you access to your own stuff on your computer, and they say, right, you want to access this stuff, it's going to cost you this amount. Now, if you've got a backup separate to the actual computer then you can tell them where to go and then delete your computer and then and start again. So that's another that's another reason for, for having a good backup. But now fast forward to today and what what are we carrying around with all with us twenty four seven is a smartphone and that too is packed with data. And a lot of it are images, video. So these things that are really sentiment have a lot of sentimental value 
uh, and you just will not don't want to lose them. I have lost count of the number of, of readers and listeners that have contacted me asking, how do I get my stuff back? It won't work, or I lost it, and this and that, or, or it's broken. And the sad news is that it's gone. You just it, it's you can't just wave a magic wand and have your data back because you haven't taken the time and effort to back it up. So that's the idea of the backup. Now, here's my rule of thumb. Smartphones... Back them up to the cloud. So create an online cloud. So if you're an iPhone user, you can go iCloud. You can even use Google Drive or whatever you want. But iCloud works best with iPhone because it's owned by Apple and it's done without even you thinking about it. All you need to know is there's enough space up there for you to have your, to to store your backup of your device. And even if it's worth, like I think I pay $4.49, I get 200, I think I get 200 meg um, storage or probably more than that. But it's enough for my phone and my iPad, and and that that's that's really all you need. It's, it's actually more than two hundred. I think it's two hundred gigabyte. What am I thinking? So that that's plenty of storage then for my phone, all my photos, and all of that, which are backed up in the cloud. So if you there's also Google Drive, OneDrive, plenty of Dropbox, whatever you want to. However you want to do your backup, that's how I'd recommend it for a smartphone. Now, if you've got a laptop or a desktop computer. I, I have a an external hard drive. Now, in the case of the desktop computer, I'm using a, an iMac. So I have Time Machine set up, with, which automates the whole process. I don't All I have to do, connect to hard drive, nominate that as my backup drive. That's all I do. And it backs up several times a day. So Time Machine on an Apple, on an iMac works where, say, say I've accidentally deleted a file and I'm thinking, oh, no, I need that. What I can do is actually go back to the backup from before I deleted that file and then bring it back to the present again. So that's why it's called time machine. It's like time travel. You go back in time, you get it, you can bring it, you can get that file back again. But there's also similar automation available for Windows computers. Uh, People have network attached storage as well where they organize backups to the attached storage, which means that the household on the network can access data space, disk space, to, to back up laptops and desktop computers. If you've got a laptop computer, it's worth even investing in a little pocket drive, so a little portable drive, about the sec- slightly larger than a deck of cards, and you can buy, I think, up to two, I think two terabytes for under 100 bucks now. So it's really easy to just connect your laptop twice a week, three times a week, whatever you think, every, every day if you want, and back it up. So if you're using a, a MacBook, Time Machine works, it'll connect the Time Machine backup then will work when it's connected. You can't keep it connected all the time because of the fact it's a, it's a la- uh, laptop. But when it's connected, you're good to go. Uh, same thing with a Windows laptop. You can organize that through Windows uh, 11 and Windows, or if you're still with Windows 10 as well. So back it up. Now, let's see, talk about some stats here, okay? The World Backup Day, which it's, uh, it's organized by a consortium of companies, including Amazon and Dell Technologies. According to the World Backup Day, 21% of people, that's one more than one in five, have never made a backup. Now, that is what you call tempting fate. And you think about the sheer amount of data and digital content we create every single day, you'll think, hang on a minute, I need to back this stuff up. Now, according to Domo, there was research done, they said that in 2020, 1.7 megabytes of data was created by every human every second. And that was two years ago. So I reckon that's even higher today. And 
So again, another reason to consider backing up the data. Now, World Backup Day also says that every minute around the world, 113 smartphones are stolen. So that's another reason for having a backup because, God forbid, your phone's stolen. When you get a new phone to replace it, your backup just goes straight on the new phone. And if you buy a new phone, let's, let's look at the positive experience. Say you've bought a new phone and you want to get your stuff across to the new one, use the backup. Sell then once you've done that, sell the old one or hand it down to a family member or your child or whatever you want to do. So again, another great reason for a backup. Here's another alarming stat. 30% of all computers are already infected with malware. That's a third of the world's computers, just nearly a third, are infected by malware. And malware, part of some of the malware is ransomware that I spoke about earlier. So losing your data can happen even if you don't lose your device, it can happen through a device malfunction, as I said earlier, an accident, human error. You know what? 29% of data losses are accidental. That's a third. Whoops, just wiped my hard drive. How do I get that back now? Well, if you've got a, hard, if you've got a backup, not a problem. If you don't have a backup, you're in a, going to be in a world of pain. Now, heaps of ways of backing up, as I mentioned. And on Tech Guide, there are a couple of uh, portable uh, little SanDisk USB-C drives and Lightning drives. So if you don't want to update your phone, back up your phone to a, to the cloud, then the SanDisk devices, the iXpand flash drives, can connect straight to your device and then you can drag and drop all your content, so your photos and the important stuff you don't want to lose, straight there. Uh, if you've got a computer, maybe the WD hard disk drive solutions like the My Passport or the My Passport Ultra, capacity is up to five terabytes for these little pocket drives. So that's an idea too for backup, uh, backup your laptop and your desktop as well, for that matter. There are there are larger desktop hard drives, so uh, obviously with larger capacities because they're bigger, physically bigger than the portable drives. Again, another important thing to consider. So look, if you haven't got a, if you're listening to this without having a backup, I hope that I have explained it clearly enough, but also explained the importance of having that backup because it's sort of one of those things where you're not glad you've done it until something bad happens. It's sort of like a seatbelt in your car. You you wear it. You've got to wear it. Uh, but if you have a car accident, you're going to be glad you had that seatbelt on. Could save your life. In the case of a backup, having that backup can really, if there's some sort of catastrophe or your phone's stolen, you lose it, at least you've got that backup so that all your stuff, all the data, all your photos, your videos are still there uh, despite what happened to your device or your computer or your phone, whatever, whatever it is. So the moral of the story is back up people. And I don't mean putting it in reverse. I mean back up your stuff. Back it up. Your phone, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, be sure to do it. If you want to find out a little bit more, you can check our story out at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, let's talk sport watches. Notice I said sport watches, not smart watches. There's a difference. Sunto is a brand, a Finnish brand, you know, from Finland. They have had their range of sport watches in the market for quite some time. Their, their peak 
devices. So in they've just released the Sunto Five Peak GPS Sports Watch. Uh, we we spoke last year about the Sunto the Nine, which was uh, uh, the kind of top of the line smart sport watch. Uh, in the case of the five, it's lighter and cheaper, so it does deliver most of those features in a smaller, sleeker form factor. But this is aimed at the customer who wants just a little bit more than what, say, an Apple Watch can deliver. So this is, I think, more towards the person who's more an outdoorsy sort of person or athlete, someone who wants to maybe do a run or, or sort of get in the zone for a, for a marathon or something like that. There's a lot of GPS features on board as well, so you can find running trails or using GPS to not only to navigate turn by turn a new trail that you might not have you might not have run before, but also that same GPS can help you find your way back in case you stray off the path. It's going to give you that guidance through the GPS. Now the Sunto Peak is priced at four hundred and ninety nine dollars, and that's why all that stuff I just said a minute ago. That's why it's called a sport watch rather than a smart watch. It's still smart. You still get your notifications, all of that stuff. But this is about that customer who wants a long lasting companion to help them reach their fitness goals. Now the Sunto Five Peak four ninety nine forty one percent lighter, and offers up to one hundred hours of battery life which is extraordinary. It incorporates a new design along with uh, there's a range of easily interchangeable straps as well. Uh, It was manufactured in Finland with 100% renewable carbon neutral energy. An important thing to point out, especially uh, for those, uh, all of us, you know, we're trying to reduce our our impact on the planet. And this, I think, uh, maybe another selling point that Finland are a very uh, environmentally thoughtful company and have created this product with 100% renewable energy. Uh, the design, the designers who are based in Helsinki, they came up with the device, uh, the, the design to give people uh, who love exploring the outdoors and reaching their fitness goals. So give them something that's right on their wrist that gives them all the information they need to do to reach those goals, to reach that spot on the trail, to do what they need to do. Now the GPS on board is is works if you're running, hiking, walking, cycling, trail running and includes that turn-by-turn navigation and then the ability to follow that return route without without you worrying about, oh, I'm straying from the path, I don't know where I'm going. There's also a sunrise and sunset alarm, so you know exactly how much daylight you've got to play with. So that you're not going to be caught out in the dark, you know uh, how, how long it's going to be, how much daylight you've got left. And the other really popular feature with Sunto watches is its heat and 3D maps. So if you turn up somewhere new, say you've just landed in a new city, you can turn on, you can check out the 3D or heat maps, and it'll tell you the popular routes, running, cycling, whatever it happens to be, where you are. And then you can plan your plan your next trip based on those routes and then have the turn-by-turn navigated journey as well. Now, naturally, the Sunto 5 Peak is water-resistant, up to 30 metres, has a stainless steel bezel and a polyamide lens on top, so glass on top is uh, is tough. Now on board, you can control your music if you're listening to something on your on your phone. There are also three battery modes. So if you're in performance mode, which is everything's turned on, everything's working, GPS, all the bells and whistles are working, you get about twenty hours of of battery life. The endurance mode gives you forty hours of battery life. So that's 
you are using most of the features. Tour mode is 100 hours. So you're basically using the Sunto as to, to see your messages or see if you get a phone call or to see the time. And that'll give you up to 100 hours to do that. Now, the watch, in, in, in time mode as well, the watch can last up to 10 days on a single charge. And that's basically just a digital watch. Uh, there are 80 plus sport modes as well. So you get all these different modes that you choose. Uh, so you can create routes, find the routes for 20 different sports via those heat maps I spoke about earlier. And uh, you also, of course, get your heart rate. Uh, and it also offers adaptive training guidance as well. So you can track your steps, calories, recovery, and measures uh, so your sleep quality as well. So you can wear this to bed. It'll tell you whether you're getting some good shut eye or not. So, yeah, I think all that for under four, under 500 bucks, I think it's a pretty good deal. And when you think about it, a company like Sunto as well, which are a respected brand in this space, this is, as I said, for that customer who wants a little bit more than what an Apple Watch can give. Apple Watch is, is more smart than sport. Yes, it can monitor your exercise to a degree, give you the basics. But this, if you want to take things further, I think this is the sort of watch you should be looking at if you're sort of that, that sort of athlete or that sort of outdoorsy person who loves trail running and going on hikes and those sorts of things. The features, I think, will suit that choice of activities. You want to read more about the Sunto 5 Peak? You know where to go, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security, and that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented Game Optimizer technology can help maximise gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews this week is a powerhouse of a desktop computer. It's Apple's new Mac Studio. And I've also, of course, connected the new Studio Display. Now, let me explain off the bat. This is an absolute powerhouse of a computer that I cannot do justice in my workflow. My workflow wouldn't, this thing wouldn't break a sweat handling my workflow. My workflow is mainly uh, Word, Word documents and internet, uh, you know, my, my WordPress site editing and uh, the odd video, uh, audio, audio editing and video editing and decent, 
but I think uh, my MacBook Pro and my 27-inch iMac really handle that whatever I throw at it because I'm not really stretching its limits too far. But having said that, I'm not a video editor, a professional video editor at least. I'm not an animator. I'm not a, I'm not a 3D artist. I'm not a game developer. I'm not a professional photographer. And these are the sort of customers who would use Mac Studio and and push it closer to its limits than I can. So I think the, the big news with this new product is the fact that it's powered by Apple's brand new M1 Ultra processor. So there's 20, it's got a 20-core CPU, up to 64 uh, GPU cores, up to 128 gig of unified memory, and unified is what they used to call RAM, and uh, 800 gigabytes a second memory bandwidth. Now, the M1 Ultra, as we found out at the launch event a few weeks ago, is actually made up of two M1 Max chips, which have been fused together, but yet still have that really fast performance because they're using this, this connection that allows the bandwidth to stay quite high. So it's two system on a chips fused together for even more cores, even more power, even more unified memory. And so this this then uh, opens up the possibilities for these users. And it's, it's no coincidence it's called a studio, the Studio Max, Studio Display, because it's, it's going to be used for people in studio setups producing movies, music, animation, games. So that's the, that's the environment that this computer is designed to exist. And so having that kind of performance, uh, and I've spoken to a lot of high-end developers, 3D graphics, all these things they do, where, and rendering, and all this stuff that takes time. The, the process has to, it, for it to complete its task, it does take minutes, sometimes hours, to achieve. Now, with these latest latest computer, the Mac Studio, I think the great quote I liked was that I didn't have time to stir my coffee and the task had been done. It was finished. It, the Mac Studio had already done it. So the person who normally has enough time to make a coffee and stir it and drink it, now, before they've even stirred it, it's ready. So that, to me, says that performance-wise, they've really upped the game here so that these these creative people can have their their imagination can push the envelope and now the computer that they use can push the envelope as well i think the the it, it reminds me of a, of of when i'm a star wars fan so i'm going to use a star wars reference here when george lucas decided to release for the 20th anniversary of the star wars films or the original star wars he decided to release the special editions now i'm not going to go into how they were, some of them was, a lot of people criticised them and they were changed, but the fact of the matter was that at the time, George's imagination was far superior to the technology that could make it a reality. So fast forward 20 years to 1997, and he decides, well, you know what, now the technology is up to speed with my imagination, so I can really, what I had in my head Back in 1977, I can now make a reality. So he was limited by the technology in 1977, but now with the, with even greater technology, his imagination was off the leash. So same thing here for any creators, developers, editors who were want to really try things, want to push it, 
And now they've got a computer with enough headroom to allow them to do that. Really, I think that's really uh, liberating for a lot of people, a lot of customers who would buy this. Now, of course, we also had it connected to the studio display. So this is a 27-inch Retina display. With its, it's, it's actually powered by the A13 Bionic chip. So it does have its own processor. Um, and so it, it, it has a, a, a 12 megapixel front-facing camera. It's also got a six-speaker audio system that sounds amazing. I watched a movie on it, and it's, it has got Dolby Atmos and spatial audio. It sounded brilliant. Uh, so it, it also has uh, its own Thunderbolt 4 ports on the back as well. Well, I should talk more about the computer first. The Mac, the Mac Studio has two Thunderbolt 4 ports on the front and an SD card slot on the front. Turn it around on the back, four more Thunderbolt 4 ports, an Ethernet port, the PowerPoint, so the power plug where you plug the power plug in, two USB Type A ports, a HDMI port, and a headphone jack, and and that's plenty just on the Mac Studio. So heaps of ports, heaps of connectivity, more than my iMac. My iMac has got nothing like that. Mac Studio way more. But then on the on the Apple on the Studio display, there are even more connections as well. So not only are you getting you're getting the the stuff on the computer itself. You're also getting more ports on the display as well. So uh, the, the, having those extra ports on the on the display itself allows you to then connect other studio displays. So, so you can have up to three studio displays connected. You can even connect to other brand monitors. You're not locked into the studio display, but you can you can even add, a, add other peripherals like hard drives and all that sorts of things. You can also connect and charge a MacBook Pro as well through those ports, whether it's from the from the monitor or from the Mac Studio itself. Design-wise, the Mac Studio is fairly compact. For anyone who's ever seen a Mac Mini, imagine two and a half of those stacked one on top of each other. That's about the the the, the height of the of the Mac Studio, and it beautifully fits underneath the Studio display. Funny enough, too, so you can actually rest it beside the stand, so sort of half underneath the dis the display itself, which I think is pretty smart. On the back of the Mac Studio is uh, these ventilation holes as well, like two-thirds of the back panel is the vent ventilation. I didn't get it anywhere near uh, heated up to to even engage the fans on the thing. I could, didn't hear it at all. But you know, perhaps if you're really pushing the limit with you know 10 streams of 8K video or this massive 3D project the fans might start up, but I never heard them once. Like I say in my review, me using the Mac Studio for my day-to-day -day is like using a sledgehammer to crack an egg. It's just so much, too much computer for me to use. So that's why I'm really sort of putting myself in the shoes of that user where this would free up time, save the money. Like you think about, uh, I'll talk about price in a minute, but you think about the person who would use this would be like a professional editor say a video, let's say they're a film editor and they've just been brought on to edit the uh, motion picture that, that it's got a $120 million budget. So imagine that the investment in this would be a tiny fraction of that budget. Now let's talk about price then. Well, well the Mac Studio starts at $3,099 for the M1 Max version. So you can get it with an M1 Max chip. If you want to go the M1 Ultra, which is those, those two chips fused together, that's going to set you back from 6099 bucks. 
And we've got no keyboard, no mouse, no trackpad. That's just the computer. Uh, if you want to, if you want to add the studio display, that'll set you back two thousand four hundred and ninety-nine bucks for that twenty-seven inch display. It does have amazing speakers. It does have a front-facing camera. It does have an A thirteen Bionic chip, so it's more than your average display. But it adds up if you want to add more unified memory. If you want to add more storage, you can have up to one hundred twenty-eight gig of memory. You can have up to eight terabytes of data of storage as well. So you're you're talking tens of thousands of dollars when you add all those things up. But again, if you're if you're working on this big project, this big job, or a movie, or whatever you happen to be working on, that is more seen as an investment rather than a cost. I think the the ability for you to edit faster, to to you to be more efficient and be more productive, I think that's what people pay the pay such to pay the money for. That that's what you want. You don't you're not paying the money because it looks nice. You're paying the money because it performs, it, it's fast and offers that performance that not many other computers computers can offer. So if, you, uh, if you're after something, this is a powerhouse of a computer. Unmatched performance for that user who doesn't want to be limited by their computer's capabilities. They want to be liberated by their computer's abilities. You want to read our complete review of the Mac Studio and the Studio Display? You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, slight change of gears for the next review. We're talking about the Echo Show 15 from Amazon. Now I'm a I'm a we're a, we're an Alexa family here, and I'm just saying that hopefully he's not going to set off the smart the smart show the show 15. Uh, but we are an Alexa family around here, and I have speakers around the house. Uh, in uh, I've even got one in my shed. I've got a backyard shed with a with a with a, a speaker, an Echo Dot speaker down there. I've got a little a little one, um, but we've got one in in the bedroom, in the kitchen, and now we have the Echo Show 15, which I'm looking at. It's in my office here right now, and it's a 15.6 inch display. Uh, it looks like a frame, so it has like a dark frame, a white interior bezel, a uh, little camera in the top left-hand corner, and just a lot of room. Anyone who's got a Show 8 or a Show 10 will know what I'm talking about. So the 10 and the 8, for that matter, only give you one thing to look at at a time. Usually it's like a picture and the time. But with the Show 15... You can have, they've got a widget gallery, so you're able to look at several different tiles. Uh, I'm looking at mine, I've got, I've got five different tiles on my on my show 15. I've got the weather, I've got my calendar, I've got my to-do list, I've got uh, the forecast, and I've also got my music app as well on there as well. So you can have the screen real estate lets you have more stuff to look at uh, and, to, and to keep you up to date. Now... That's that's fine and dandy, and also I should mention that vi- the the uh, the screen real estate is good enough for you to not only have all those widgets at once, but also if you are say that like typical use of this would be in the kitchen, right? So say you're following a recipe. So on one half you could be watching the video, on the other half you can still see the list of ingredients, or one half you might see your the feed from your video doorbell, and on the other side is the recipe or whatever else you, you you've got on the screen. So more room to move. Now this also introduces another feature, and you've got to remember this is used in a household. Okay, so this is meant to be not just for one person, but for the family or whoever's living in your household. So what they've got is a new feature called Visual ID. 
and it can, through the front camera, identify the different family members or household members and customise the screen to their preferences. So when I stand in front of it, it'll say, oh, okay, that's Steve, here's your stuff, there's all your widgets, here's your day, here's your calendar, good as gold. Say so my wife stands in front of it, then her, her stuff appears. So it'll recognise who, who she is and say, right, here's your stuff. So when she's present, she'll see she might have a, a widget for recipes or uh, her calendar and all those other, her other stuff that she wants to look at rather than having the same for everyone. And good news for current Echo Show uh, customers. So Echo Show 8 and Echo Show 10. So if you've got an Echo Show 8 second generation and an Echo Show 10 third generation, you can update, uh, have a software update that will introduce visual ID to your devices. So that's what you can do. And then you can set it up for multiple family members. Now, setup is you can either mount it on your wall. That's what I've done. I've mounted it in landscape mode which is like a tv so wide portrait mode you can also attach it to the wall in portrait mode that's like looking that's like a phone screen so it's a long deep screen so depending on what how you want to mount it it'll adjust to your choice and the mounting bracket comes with the device as well so you just find you find the spot on your wall there's drill your four holes and it just pops onto that onto that frame and you're good to go uh, there is an option too. You can buy a stand that will allow you to place the Echo Show 15 on a countertop. So whether it's your kitchen, a desk, there is that option as well. Now on its own, it's 399 bucks, and that comes with a wall mounting bracket. If you want to buy the bundle, that's 448.95, and that comes with a compatible tilt stand so you can rest the Echo Show 15 on a countertop. So uh, yeah. Definitely worth a look if you're if you're if you're an Echo family, I reckon this is a, this is a pretty cool one on its own. As I said, three hundred ninety nine bucks, and the bundle is four forty eight ninety five, and that comes with the stand. But if you want to check it out for yourself, see it. Uh, there's a few photos, even a photo of the one on our wall. You can check it out at techguide.com.au. Samsung has released the Smart Monitor M8. Now, it's called a Smart Monitor for a reason because it's more than just a monitor. This is a 32-inch 4K UHD display. It's got its own Wi-Fi, so built-in Wi-Fi, so it can switch from being a computer monitor to a smart TV. It even has a remote control and built-in speakers. So ideal for working conditions right now there'd be a lot of people perhaps you listening right now who has maybe a hybrid workflow setup where your home workspace is where you can enjoy stuff but also when it's time to get to work it's where you got to work you got to do your do your job and so this would be an ideal choice for that because at five o'clock when you when you finish your day's work this then can become your entertainment device so you can switch over and stream Netflix or Stan or whatever whatever there happens to be on this. This is a similar compatibility, similar services offered as Samsung's smart TV. So it does offer the similar interface and, and uh, operating system as a smart TV. 
it only connects, of course, to Wi-Fi, so you, you can't watch free-to-air TV through the aerial, but you can install catch-up apps. And so let's use Nine Now as the example. Nine Now lets you watch live TV through that through your internet connection. So a lot of people don't even need an, an antenna. Uh, so this is perfect for that home office setup connected to your IT devices as well. Get this, you can wirelessly connect to IT devices. So rather than having a cable physically connecting your Mac or your Windows computer, you can wirelessly connect. So there's a workspace user interface. So everything's in one place. It does allow you then to wirelessly connect to Windows or Mac computers and also take advantage of other features like Samsung DeX, which creates that workspace uh, from your device. Apple AirPlay, so if you want to you want to put play stuff from your phone to the, your iPhone or iPad to the screen, you can. It also is compatible with Microsoft 365 Cloud Service. And, of course, if you've got a smartphone, any brand, you can mirror content from your smartphone to the M8 as well. Uh, there's also a mag- magnetic and detachable slim-fit camera. So you can attach it to the screen. So just, just say you're using this for your work and you need to zoom in on a meeting, Boom, camera's there, has face tracking and auto-zoom functionality as well. And if you're video chatting, of course, it supports Google Duo and other video conferencing uh, applications for your calls. And also has a, similar to the Samsung Smart TVs, it also has an IoT hub called Smart Things. So anyone with a Samsung TV knows what I'm talking about. You can connect and monitor all of your smart home devices wirelessly through the dashboard on the M8. Now, quality-wise, you're talking uh, it's 4K resolution, has HDR10 Plus support, is height, uh, you can height adjust the stand. It's also got tint function, tilt functionality as well. Uh, so whether you're watching a project or, or, or working on a project or watching a movie, you can position it comfortably so that you can get the job done or watch your content. Uh, design-wise, too, it's very slim. Uh, it's got really this ultra-slim design. It's only 11.4 millimetres thick, uh, and that's, that's three-quarters slimmer than the previous models, would you believe? So that they've, they've done a lot of uh, improvement in a single year. But it's a good-looking monitor, can, uh, can, do, can do everything you need as a computer monitor, but also when it's time to kick back, it's also your entertainment unit too, your smart TV as well. The smart Samsung smart monitor, and get this, no price yet. Pricing and launch date will be announced closer to the release date, which is a month or two away. My tip is it might be around 899 maybe 999 I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's even cheaper than that. But uh, I guess time will tell exactly how much this is going to cost. The Samsung Smart Monitor M8, you should check it out. It's at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. 
All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our great friends at Belkin. Belkin.com forward slash AU. If you're in need of a MagSafe device for your iPhone, you want some cables, you want a power bank, uh, earphones, you name it, belkin.com forward slash AU is the place to go. Now, I am in the Tech God Help Desk going to recall a little story. Uh, a, a reader contacted me, an elderly gentleman, who purchased a product. I won't name the company. I won't name the device. I just want to just give you an example of what happened and how the level of customer service that certain companies are offering. Uh, what happened, this gentleman purchased a product uh, on my recommendation. Four months in, the product stopped working. And he tried to get a refund or a replacement, and he was getting the runaround. The company, uh, they were, they said, "Oh, look, your case is this number," and uh, he was was struggling to sort of to get some some kind of resolution. Uh, he turned to me. He he, he said he was uh, worried about it, and uh, after, you know, he said, "Look, a four month old product should be working surely." Uh, I agree. Uh, he contacted me. I then took it upon myself to forward his email to the company. And again, I won't name them because it's not just, this has happened with not just one company, but a number of companies. Uh, they got back to me and said, look, we're going to we're gonna look after this person. Um, you know, good on you. It's not what you know, it's sort of who you know, good luck to you. And I, and I replied, I said, look, why should he have to contact me to be looked after by your customer service? Customers, companies should revere their customers. They've put down their hard-earned money to buy their product. And if something goes wrong, if you don't want to know them, that's a mark against your, your brand. So by the time it gets to me, the person is already frustrated with their customer service, with the, with the after-sales service. They're not having any kind of resolution or any kind of luck trying to, or any, any kind of progress with their problem. And I'll tell you now, 99.9% of the times I get involved, it's solved in a day. Now, I don't mean to that for that to sound like me blowing my own trumpet, but why can't the company looking after this customer apply the same thing that I ask them to? It's under warranty. It's not working. Replace it or repair it or refund the customer. The, the, the device isn't doing what it says it's doing. You say there's nothing wrong with it, but the customer swears blind it's not performing. Fix it. I've stepped in numerous times for these customers, my readers, perhaps someone, someone of you listening I've helped in the past, and happy to keep doing it, by the way. If you're not having any luck with, you got some kind of problem, any kind of issue, I'm happy to go into bat for you. But as I said, it shouldn't have to get be that way. You should have... And you are protected, by the way, by Australian consumer law. So if the product's not working or doing what it's supposed to do, you can get a refund, a repair, or a replacement. So that is the law. And forget the extended warranties. If it's a TV that's three and a half years old, you've paid 5000 for it, you're still covered. Don't let the retailer tell you different. Don't let the company tell you different. And again, if you do have issues, I'm happy to go into bat and get you a result. The the result the, the what what happened with uh, the gentleman who contacted me we did uh, solve the issue he was concerned because the case that they the case number they gave him he said I still had a 
a not working product and the, it said online that the case had been solved. And this poor guy was in tears saying, look, I've paid my money. They reckon it's solved. It's not working. And so that's been resolved. I made sure they contacted him personally and they solved the issue. He's, he's, he's a bit old. He's in, his, I think he's in his late 60s. I think I mentioned his age. Uh, but bottom line, we helped him resolve his issue. And why should it? Why should it? I'm happy to do it, but but it shouldn't have to get to me. Customers who pay their money uh, is in, are entitled to get the same level of service, no matter who they know, no matter who contacts them. It shouldn't have to come to me to do this. And if it does get to me, then I'm going to help you. Not a problem. But as I said, if you if you are coming to me, it should be your last resort because companies should be worshipping you, the fact that you are their customer, you've spent your money on their product, and when it's not working and they don't they don't want to hear from you, then I'm happy to go into bat for you then. That is the full time siren on Tech Guide, episode four hundred and ninety six. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, all you need to do is go to techguide.com.au. You will find it there. And if you want to get in touch, please send us an email. Info at techguide.com.au is our email address. Uh, or you can also click on the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage, and that will get an email to me as well. We want to give a special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.